0: Welcome back, episode 10 with your host, and Major, to the ICU Gamer podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about this week's news in one and a half hours. Fortunately, I'm on my own this week, no Callum or Tony. And the interview we we're supposed to have the episode 10 with Wreck It is now being moved to next week, so it will be on next week's episode. If you have any questions for Wreck It, make sure you drop us a comment down below on the video on social media. You can follow us at ICU Gamer and on Facebook and Instagram at ICU Gamer Official, at ICU Gamer on Twitter. Uh, Send us an email if you're interested to come work with us. We are now looking for more reviewers. If you've got a PC or you've got a console, uh, send us an email, help.icugame at gmail.com. And you can also contact me directly, carl, at iconline.tv. So we're going to be jumping the first bit of the news, and that comes from a Reddit user, Jonathan, uh, who is known as the Assassin's Creed leaker. Uh, He has been pretty reliable in the past. Fortunately, the original post was in French. I'm not fluent in French, so I don't understand what he's saying. But using Google Translate, we have to help a little bit. So there's a high possibility of no new Assassin's Creed in 2022. There was a rumour, a possible new Assassin's Creed containing Richard the Lionheart, Richard I. Apparently, that was initially sent to be out in 2022. There were some changes between the time he got the information, which was months ago, and now. Uh, and a rumored third DLC, a meteor, is real. A barely started development. That's for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Meteor now, though, may be maybe standalone, like Far Cry New Dawn. Uh, Main back either replace or fuse with the Richard the Lionheart project. So we'll see. Basically, it's because of COVID and lockdowns and a screwed project, uh, which was in of Richard the First was in pre-production, was set for a small Ubisoft studio to uh, to do. Unfortunately, that's no longer going to be the case. Um, it could be possible that Ubisoft will be at E3 and may announce talks uh, or a possible trailer then. Uh, he will frame, Obviously, Richard said he will refrain from giving direct information instead of only hints, um, since any project may be delayed or canned, basically. Uh, hopefully, we may have some news later on about that. Also, a bit of quickie news this week. This came from Eurogamer. Uh, the big 1.2 patch rolled out at the end of last month, promising a huge amount of bug fixes, delivering some significant boosts if you're a PS4 Pro user. This seems the patch may have quietly added some content for uh, upcoming DLC updates as well. So, as Data Miners has covered new files referencing previously unseen Episode 1 story street quests and discovered by a member of the modding community goes by the username Romulus is here the quest descriptions were recently added during the 1.2 patch uh, which he used CP77 tools, uh, Romulus has been unpacking archive data uh, to browse quest files he did state the main quest in Cyberpunk 2077 are normally split into 3 categories, which is Prologue Part 1 and Epilogue it's all very technical stuff um, but you know, I, I wasn't one to jump into Cyberpunk. I know a lot of people wanted to, a lot of people did, uh, but because of the massive amounts of bugs in the game being unplayable, uh, it did limit uh, the 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 player base that was expected and the developers were expecting for it. So unfortunately, we don't know where this is going. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some more news on this later on, and we will bring you an update as soon as possible. So we can jump to the next bit of news. Battlefield 6, uh, which will not be coming to last gen. It's so PS4, Xbox One. If you haven't got next gen, then that's not gonna be possible you're not gonna be able to play it. Uh EI is rolling the dice and betting on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Uh so it's not coming to last gen uh, according to a well known leaker. I think it's this guy Tom Henderson. Uh, if you're still gaming on last gen like I am uh then you might want to think about upgrading soon if you're if you're interested in playing Battlefield six which previously Tom Henderson has previously leaked information about the slightly futuristic setting of Battlefield 6 and that GTA 6 will be sticking to the modern day. Unfortunately, there's no concrete confirmation. Can't find anything other than Tom Henderson's tweet. So take this with a pinch of salt. Battlefield 6 isn't coming to previous-gen consoles and states that it hasn't heard anything about them yet with the game releasing later this year. No news is probably bad news. Uh, so you may find they'll announce it at the time that it's going to be next-gen only. Uh, Henderson goes on to speculate this could be the primary driving force behind the rumours that Battlefield 6 will be launching on Xbox Game Pass, as this would significantly boost the day-one player count, which would offset the loss of players from previous-gen consoles. Uh, This is conjecture, uh, but it makes sense from EA's perspective, considering whether or not Microsoft will want to pay out for a Game Pass game, that only next-gen players can get hold of. So it could drive sales for new consoles, but at the risk of annoying the previous player base, it's probably a good idea they don't put that out to the public and put that, make a public statement on it just yet, because I, I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be very, very unhappy with the fact that it's not on last-gen. Also, we had the Resident Evil Village update. New demos have just been released and we're going to go into all the information in Resident Evil because I'm very excited. Resident Evil Village has a cooking system where players will be able to kill the animals in the village to make meals, which is a brand new thing for a Resident Evil game. As revealed by gaming former Ethan Winters, who is the protagonist, can kill animals in the wild, take them to a kitchen to be cooked into stat-enhancing meals. This includes fish, pigs, goats, chickens... And other can be dispatched in a less than humane fashion, also known as shooting them, and then the player can pick up these ingredients and take them to the Duke's kitchen. Ingredients and sorts can be turned by the Duke into special dishes which offer permanent upgrades. So, that is one bit of news. We also know that two demos uh, will be released and that more information regarding Resident Evil Village. In addition to a new trailer, you can find all the trailers online. There's many, many people who have posted them already. We have but it's going to be Return of the Mercenaries game mode, uh, which was very popular from last gen, from last games. Capcom also confirmed details for the limited-time demo coming to all platforms on May 2nd, uh, with PlayStation players getting early access April 18th. So if you are a PS4, PS5 player, you can get access to them now. Uh, celebrations marking the Resident Evil 25th anniversary this year also continued with new ways to experience the franchise across several content partners. The latest trailer for Resident Evil pulls fans deep into the Igamate locale. Um, so you can also, with the demo, you can choose between village and castle. I don't know about you, but I'm looking at the castle more. Uh, the mysterious man from the January Resident Evil showcase revealed to be Heisenberg, uh, though his name is not known, and no, that's not Walter White. Uh, his role remains unclear to protagonists. Finds his daughter, series veteran Chris Renfield, also makes an appearance uh, in the later part of the trailer. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out yet, please do. Uh, the heart pounding action does not stop once Ethan's stories conclude. Uh, the mercenaries will make a request to return with more content rewards. Uh, and intrepid players are invited to get an early state, taste of the action. pactorial awaits them. in, is in the evil village, launches on May 7th. Uh, so it's, it's going to be out on PS4, PS5. Both Xbox, Steam and Stadia and the multi-platform demos will be accessible with 24 hours starting from May 2nd uh, for European users with a preload option starting April 30th for two hours. Uh, in advance of the multi-platform demo, uh, PS4, PS5 players will have two early access opportunities. You will have an eight-hour window uh, to play 30 minutes for each section. The first date will offer the village portion starting April 18th from 7 o'clock with a preload option starting April 16th for one hour uh, a second date will offer the castle area starting on april 25th uh, with a preload option also starting april 16th from 1am the resident evil franchise is celebrating obviously 25 years this year and it's getting a whole new perspective uh we offered also with the oculus quest 2 i don't know about you but i'm not a fan of facebook um but you will be have a resident evil 4 remake for vr uh it is oculus quest 2 so it is facebook But at the same time, it's nice to see Resident Evil 4 get a remake. I think this is a long-awaited, a long-requested addition uh, to the Resident Evil to get a remake of that game. And I'm I'm glad to see they're actually doing it. Um, And hopefully it's going to succeed because, you know, we don't like to see games fail. Also, with other news, uh, Sony's obsession with blockbusters is stirring unrest within PlayStation Empire. And obviously this comes from last week. We actually missed this last week. We didn't get a chance to report on this. By the time we recorded the podcast, you know, the story was already out everywhere. So we're gonna talk quickly touch on this now. So the small team had a big ambitions to the last of us. There was supposed to be a last of us remake and instead Sony handed the work to Naughty Dog. So this comes kind of visual art service group has long been the young son hero. They are pretty good development team based in San Diego and they helped finish off games designed by other Sony-owned studios of animation art and other content development but about three years ago there was a handful of figures within visual arts decided they wanted more creative control and lead more game direction, wanting to lead projects rather than be supporting actors on site on Spider-Man, Uncharted etc uh, so they took over direction um, which was by Michael Mumbai Uh, They took over direction of the Visual Arts Service Group in 2007 and recruited about 30 developers internally to form a new development unit. The idea was to expand upon some of the company's more successful franchises and the team began working on a remake of Last of Us for PS5. uh, But Sony never fully acknowledged the team's existence or gave them funding and support needed to succeed. Um, So they basically just ignored them. Uh, The studio never got its own name. Instead, Sony moved ownership of the Last of Us remake to its original creator, which was Naughty Dog, obviously. And Sony-owned studio behind any of the company's best-selling games. And obviously, Last of Us has been made now into a HBO TV series. Um, The group's leadership for visual arts then disbanded. Um, According to interviews with eight people familiar with the operation, many, including Mumbai, had left the company entirely. And he also refused to comment and go any further into what had happened. Uh, The team's failure highlights the complex narrative, uh, the hierarchy of video game development in Sony, uh, and Sony's approach to making games for the PS5. Uh, The Japanese conglomerate owns about a dozen studios across the world as part of its uh, studios label. Uh, But in recent years, it has prioritized many made by its not successful developers, such as obviously Naughty Dog, Guerrilla Games, etc., they spend tens of millions of dollars on those games, but they don't seem to want to fund the smaller studios so that are actually doing more work, by the sounds of it. Um, so they're making the expectation that investments will pay off exponentially in the future, and they usually do. These include the 2018 God of War and The Last of Us Part Two. Are only sold 114 million copies of the PS4? Uh, But rival Microsoft has taken the opposite approach, relying on a wider range of studios to feed its Netflix-like subscription service, uh, which allows players to pay a monthly fee. So Sony is more focused on the big blockbuster games, whereas Xbox is more now focusing on their monthly subscription Game Pass, which is damaging the smaller studios that they own, particularly the ones like Virtual Arts. I don't know, I mean, how many studios Sony's actually got now. So, Sony's focus on exclusive blockbusters has come at the expense of niche teams and studios, uh, leading to high turnover and less choice. Uh, Sony reorganised a development office in Japan, uh, resulting in mass departures of people who worked on less well-known but acclaimed games, such as Gravity Rush, which was a great game. If you haven't played that, please do. Uh, the company has informed developers that it no longer wants to produce smaller games that only is successful in Japan. Uh, the fixation on teams that turn out, it's creating unrest across Sony's portfolio of game studios. And Instead, one team at the studio resigned to help Naughty Dog with a multiplayer game, while a second group resigned to work on a new Uncharted game with supervision from Naughty Dog. Uh, some staff, including top leads, were unhappy with this arrangement and then left. Ben's developers feared they could might be absorbed into Naughty Dog, and the studio's leadership uh, asked to be taken off the Uncharted project. This has obviously come from Oregon-based Sony development studio, Bend, uh, which is best known for the game Days Gone. Uh, So they tried unsuccessfully to pitch a sequel in 2019, according to people familiar with the proposal. Although the first game had been more profitable, its development had been obviously taken too long, and the reception from critics uh, like us, well, not like us, we didn't get a chance to review Days Gone, was not a viable option. So Sony looked at the critics' response and decided it wasn't worthy. Of getting a sequel, which is a shame because Last of Us and Days Gone, they're both in the same vein, but they're both equally as good. I think, I mean, Last of Us, I think, better as far as story, uh, but Days Gone is a great game. You know, open world, you know, survival game is, I think, that's this probably the game that you want to pick up. I think it should be in everybody's library, and everybody should at least play it once, personally, but you know. Also, coming from PS4, speaking of Sony, and there is a lot of Sony news this week for some reason. But if you have a PS4 and you haven't upgraded, uh, it may be time to start looking for get a PS5 if you can. Uh, because the PS4 clock battery will kill your ability to play games. One day this, uh, this bug in PS4 is going to make your console a brick. And you're not going to be able to get any of your PS4 games, uh, which will kill all games on the console. If your PS4 battery dies, you will lose the ability to play games on it. And regardless if they're digital or disc, you just won't be able to run them at all. Uh, So this is according to trusted hacker Lance McDonald. Uh, It's because trophies on the PS4 need the console's internal clock to work. So to prevent users to change date and time values and exploit the PS4's trophy system. Uh, His tweet regarding this was in response to Does It Play? Uh, An account which, if you go look on Twitter, is basically an account that looks uh, dedicated to video game preservation. Uh, The account stated that when the ps 4 CMOS battery dies, and it will, it won't last forever... It renders all PS4 digital files unusable without server reconnection and in PS4 it also kills your disc playback. So PS4 one day will be a completely dead console, so much for technology. Although it's relatively easy to replace the CMOS uh, when the site only decides to take down its PS4 servers, reactivating your PS4 to play games still poses a massive challenge. CMOS can only have its time fixed by PSN or hacks, the fact it kills discs is lunacy. Sony have not responded. Uh, We did send them an email last week uh, when this news broke. We asked them about this and they did not reply. Uh, You can go find the tweets. We'll post the tweets on the link on the article when we post this on Sunday on icugamer.com so you can go read uh, some of these stories as well. Also, uh, Sony PS3 games are no longer getting patches. Uh, So according to a new forum thread on PSN profiles, a handful of PS3 titles are no longer pulling patches from Sony servers, meaning players are left with the 1.0 version, and unable to access any post-launch improvements bought by updates. Uh, These enhancements may include the ability to play online or even earn trophies alongside the typical bug-fixing process and streamlining of how much games play. The current list of PS3 titles affected appears to hit specific versions at random, uh, with select territories still able to download patches while others wait. Now, I don't know about you, and I know Sony won the console generation last year, Or the last gen. They won that generation. But when you look at all the problems that Sony are now having. Did they really win? I mean yeah they sold more consoles. More games. Given. In that respect yeah they won. But when you look at how. They've not only treated their last gen games. Like the PS3, PSP, PS Vita. And the fact that the PS4 could one day become a brick. Completely broken. You can't play even a physical copy of a game. Did they actually win? Because you know that there are retro games. There are gamers like me, like Shinobi, who's been on here, like Tony, you know, like Larry Bundy, who's been a guest on here. Good friend of the podcast, good friend of us. Do you think that PS4 games are going to go the way of PS3 before too long? Because it's a fact if you can't get on a PS4 console and put a disc in and play a game, then that entire generation of games is lost to history. It doesn't matter if you've got all the discs there, you can't play it. There's no way to physically play it. I don't know whether the PS5 is going to have backwards compatibility for the entire PS4 library, which would help the situation, but how long before Sony decide that's not going to be an option, considering what they've done with last-gen you know, PS3 consoles and handhelds? Are they actually going to do that? It's really worrying. It's really worrying. If you're a PS4 user like I am, and you're worried about all the game saves you have on your PS4 right now, and all the hours you spent, you know, because I've spent countless hours grinding through God of War. Is God of War now going to disappear when my PS4 becomes a brick? By the sounds of it, that price is going to drop for PS4 right now. So if you're to thinking, you know, oh, I'm going to sell my PS4 when I've got enough money and I'll add that to the PS5, how much do you think the PS4 is going to be worth? Now we know the PS4 is going to be a brick. It could be one year, could be ten years, we don't know. But retail market's funny, man. It really is. They may look at this and go... You know, you might cut the price in half or something, so you can get a PS4 for like forty dollars or something. Stupid. I could, I could see it going that way, to be honest. But as we go on, uh, the current list of PS3 titles affected appears to hit specific versions at random. Uh, with select territories still able to download patches while others cannot. For example, members of PSN profiles report that the EU versions of Battlefield 4, Gran Turismo 5, SOCOM Special Forces, Twisted Metal. White Knight Chronicles are no longer available. They're no longer automatically triggering updates or when prompted. And it continues with Dead Nation, Ghostbusters and Need for Speed Shift. This also affects the edition released in the EU territories. If you're in the US, uh, this will also affect Dante's Inferno. Need for Speed The Run, SOCOM 4, US Navy SEALs, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike Online Edition. They won't be taking updates either. Uh, there is no crossover between the list of PS3 games affected in either territory. So this very much appears to be a regional issue. It also matters whether you opt to play the games digitally or via physical disc. Uh, with the latter option making up most of the list. Uh, so you won't get an update if you have got a physical copy. More so than you would if you got the game digitally. Uh, you can take a look at every PS3 game which we're going to link also. The worry from hardcore community is known now because... Of these, whether with these issues will spread to further games, I'm more than betting it will though, To be honest, uh, but one such example will be Metal Gear Solid Four: uh, Guns of the Patriots, which is a, a great Metal Gear Solid, which uh, received a vital post-launch update that allows you to install the game all at once instead of having to wait as the game installed between chapters, which was a ridiculous feature. I don't know why they added that. Uh, we have to assume that this is a database error, and that will be fixed promptly. As this floor gains traction. But it's not the best look for Sony. Considering uh, the closure of the PS3. PS stores. Uh, which is coming up. For about 2-3 two, two, months now. It's not long now. Uh, so you just pick up the digital versions of Select titles. They may find. That you'll only have the 1.0 version. Instead of a patch and fully updated game. And it will never patch. Uh, if you've encountered any issues. With the PS3 game patches. Let us know. It'll be interesting to find out. How many of you have actually had issues. And the final bit of news from Sony this week is that Sony are looking to move to mobile or cell phone. I don't know whether this is the best decision to make for PlayStation, to be honest. Mobile is 95% money-looting games. And if they're looking to move into loot box mechanics, I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't know. PlayStation have said there is a new job listing uh, for PlayStation Studios for head of mobile uh, on the Sony Interactive page. Uh, So I'm... The first line in this is kind of telling, but it says PlayStation isn't just the best place to play, it's also the best place to work. I think Virtual Arts might um, disagree with you there, Sonny. Because of this, they're looking to bring Uncharted and God of War to mobile, uh, which could be a way of saving the games that we might lose on PS4 if they bring them to mobile. But at the same time, I don't know how many people actually going to buy these games on mobile. It depends how big it is, because a lot of mobile phones now are like, what, 5, 6 gig? I don't know whether, you know, the 50 gig downloads across the consoles, how much they're going to have to cut from the game to make it playable. But that most Sony interactive entertainment is doubling down on its hit series. The job advert we just spoke of revealed that Sony is also opening a new business unit to adapt biggest franchises for mobile, where a SEPL applicant will be responsible for developing a mobile project roadmap for a three to five year time frame. So they've basically given them between three to five years to develop an entire roadmap for mobile. This is why I'm looking at Xbox, to be honest, I think Xbox may have already won this war. Uh, but ahead of mobile, you own and develop mobile game strategy for PlayStation Studios and help build a foundation for future growth opportunities, which comes from the job description. Uh, you will lead all aspects of the expansion of a games department, from consoles and PCs to mobile and live services to focus on successfully adapting PlayStation's most popular franchises for mobile. Uh, you are responsible for building a scale of team of mobile leaders and will serve as the head of this new business unit within PlayStation Studios. Uh, so they're giving hints of what games these could be. These could be Gran Turismo, God of War and Uncharted. Well, in terms of its other major console franchises, Sony is currently gearing up to release Insomniac's Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart in June. Uh, which I will be playing, I can't wait for that. Uh, before the studio likely fo- shifts focus to a Pit Spider Man Miles Morales follow up. Uh, and Gorilla Horizons Forbidden West is stated for release in late 2021. Uh, God of War Ragnarok was announced via a brief teaser last September, coming to PS5 this year. Uh, I don't think they're going to do a last gen release, I think it's just PS5. Uh, although nothing more has been heard of since that, uh, February, uh, G- Gran Turismo Seven which is delayed uh, until 2022 due to COVID-related production challenges, uh, which comes from Polyphony Digital was their official statement. And Sony's working on a counterpunch to Microsoft's popular Xbox Game Pass service, according to a senior developer. Uh, I don't know about being able to compete with the game with Game Pass, considering the amount of work that Xbox has put in to Game Pass and the amount of work, you know, they've spent years developing Game Pass now. It's been, what, three, four years now they've had Game Pass out and it has been a primary focus of Microsoft and Sony are now looking to combat that by bringing out their own. I'd be interested to see where they go with this and how far they actually go because Sony trying to put together something to compete with Game Pass, I'd be more looking at preserving the games I already have for that. And not shutting down stores. Especially with like PS4 if that becomes a brick. Because the servers will eventually be shut off. And all those games are gone. Are they going to put them on the service as well? There's a hundreds of games on PS4. Be interested to see if they include them as well. Because if they do I think you know it could be successful. But we know what Sony are like for not wanting niche games. They want all blockbusters. I don't know how many of them they actually have. Uh, so the director of Days Gone 2 was also pitched. And. He won't verify Sony's rejection report. So the ex-Bend lead uh, says Days Gone 2 would have featured a shared universe with co-op, which would have been very cool. Uh, Sony's director responded to a report claiming that plans for Days Gone 2 was rejected by Sony. Uh, speaking during a lengthy live stream, David Jaff, uh former Sony Bend game director Jeff Ross, uh, David Jaff is the God of War creator, confirmed that he was one point working on Days Gone 2 pitch but due to a non-disclosure agreement with his former employer, couldn't confirm if it had been cancelled. We now know it has. Uh, however, he did reveal some details on his sequel pitch, including plans for a significant online mode, and heavily suggested that sales of the first game might not have been strong enough to persuade Sony to green light Days Gone 2. Uh, so Roscoe announced his departure from Ben in December, along with Days Gone creative director John Garvin. According to Bloomberg, uh, which was published this week, Key staff had left Bend following the unsuccessful Days Gone 2 pitch, and frustration then being assigned to work on Naughty Dog's projects as a support team. Which you would be, because you come up with an idea, and instead they give it to somebody else, and just say, yeah, this, this, these guys are going to now watch over you while you do it. It's, I personally don't like people looking over my shoulder. You know, I have a boss working here. I do have a, a director, and I do have bosses. But I'm allowed free reign, because... I've built IceU Gamer from nothing on my own, pretty much. And shout out to all the people who have been there along the way. Um, unfortunately, we have lost a couple of reviewers this week. Kate and Tom are no longer here. Uh, so if you are interested in reviewing PC games, or if you have a Nintendo Switch, PS4, whatever, uh, we are looking for more uh, reviewers. Um, please make sure you uh, send us an email or drop us a message on socials. Uh, if you've got uh, any experience in writing be beneficial um if you are interested, we are looking for more. Do drop us a message. Um, so on Sunday, Ross, who confirmed he's now joined the Mortal Kombat studio in Netherrealm, said that he was at one point working on Days Gone 2 pitch, but claimed his departure from Ben was due to personal reasons and had nothing to do with the status of the sequel. Uh, he also confirmed several elements of Bloomberg's report, including parts of Ben being assigned to work on Naughty Dog projects, but not outright confirmed that Days Gone 2 had been canned. However, suggested heavily that the original game might not have generated enough sales to warrant an expensive follow-up. Uh, when asked what Sony's reasoning could be for reportedly rejecting, he said, I don't think it's publicly confirmed what the status of Days Gone 2 is. I, th- I think it's pretty obvious Days Gone 2 now is cancelled, it's over. Uh, so i answer your question in that context. I will say that the calculus to Sony at this point, what a game like Days Gone started, we were 45 people. We were walking around asking how we could build an open world game with 45 people, and the answer was we grew. And we changed our number of 45 to something like 120. Uh, there was a starting budget for Days Gone, which was big, but it's not where it ended. We ended a much higher number. I think that number is probably the starting point for the next one. Uh, so Sony's looking at more blockbuster games, and they're not focused on indie. Um, Nintendo are probably now the home for indie games. And I think maybe Xbox may do in future as well, considering they want to expand Game Pass and bring more games to it. I think it could be a, another home potentially for developers. Uh, We will have some news about our own game next week as well, uh, if you're interested. Uh, We are developing a game. Uh, We are no longer working with the independent studio we were working with before. Uh, We're now developing our own. And we will have some news on that next week. Uh, There is a little bit more work we need to do. We will make an official announcement including the game name and who we're working with, etc. There's another studio involved in this. And the game will be going up on Kickstarter and to a publisher. So we're going to be covering both bases uh, to hopefully bring some not only DLC but physical editions, etc. If you're interested, make sure you tune in next week and we will have some more information. You're listening to the ICU Gamer official podcast on ICUgamer.com.
1: I wasn't even going to do this one, you know. Hey, girl, I ain't allow it. It was like, this week's long, family. You know? Too many phone calls, it is what it is, isn't it? Hey. <laughs> Shake it, shake it, shake it back, shake it back, shake it back I got the sauce Ay. I the sauce You put at my house to be chores You cool she ignores I still eatin' raw uh. She said this the last time but not the last talent like before. before Kicking of off doors He's my road to the road, I call him a picture of four We're riding, of course I lie from court, actin' like I've been broke in the law We're to, to the lord Baby just wanna party, ride the stick like a Harley I got pop, pop in that body, uh I made come for the time. can't even walk right. I'm dripping in sauce, brown and the mayo. I
2: got it, of course. Keep that bitch, I got plenty of hoes. If I get caught again, then that's a divorce. Life goes on, no rewind the pause. No dumps, I hit a bro. One taste to come back and forth. Scratch on my back, the kitty got claws. Giving me neck he's hurting the jaw. I told her what's mine could never be yours I got the source I'm rocking them Gucci's not like Christian yours. I know where the girls will take it by force If it's beef, we ready for war Step out of line and get cracked in the jaw. That doesn't work then we're at your door Open up Any bookiness then you're under the floor Keep it 100 straight from the core You do me dirty, I'm selling scores I got the grab, it's coming in raw The plug loves it when I'm calling for more Whenever we link, it's money for sure Trapping the bends are not in the fours I got the
1: source uh, I got the source you bitch at my house to be chores. You cool she ignores. I slid it and roll. She said this the last time, but don't the last time it before. Kicking of doors. Lose my bro to the road. I can't even picture the floor. We're riding of course. Alive in court. I tell like I've never broken the law. Right hand to the Lord. Baby you just wanna party. Ride a stick like a Harley. Pa- 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 For the fourth time, maybe can't even run. Clean on running, fuck
2: that beat. Let's get money. Been in the road from young, ain't nothing funny. Trap mode only time I'm bummy. Live with paranoia and stress. DJ Kelly, we still the best. Boss man, I stand out from the rest. Day on punch, there's no time to rest. On bands I press. I told you before, i got the raw. Flip on your word, it turns to war. I'm not the same guy you knew before. Left that piece on the table, but that was a test. I have to confess. Took a back the officer got her undressed Dig out her stomach, you got to use a leg Mash up the pump when we left it a mess Strategic players like it was chess Life is a test and only the best will succeed and have control I speed people hit the road To make bread you need the toe Rocking that Vici head to toe When I die I die a toe Boss man H. I got the sauce
1: uh, I got the sauce You bitch at my house to be chores You cool uh, she ignores I slid it in roll said this the last time, but not the last time like before oh, yeah. Kicking of doors Open up. Lose my bro to the road, I can't even picture the four We're riding of course <laughs> I lie from court, acting like I've never broken the law Right hand to the Lord We oh, just wanna party Aye. Ride a stick like a Harley How about the a party
0: Welcome back to the ICA podcast episode 10. With your host, The Major. Uh, once again, I'm here on my own this week. Uh, so if it does sound a little bit quiet, I do apologize. Uh, there's not much I can do about it, unfortunately. Uh, so we're going to jump jumping to the next story uh, the Epic Games multiverse. Uh, we do know that Epic Games, currently, the fact that they're trying to compete against Steam, giving away free games every week. They're losing $330 million, uh, or have lost $330 million, and it's still yet to be profitable. Uh, because so many other tech companies just gave Epic Games a collective $1 billion to build effectively the next evolution of the internet. Uh, so earlier this week, a bunch of companies gave Epic Games a big old pile of money. Uh, this game ha- happens a lot with Epic Games as well, because they do do funding rounds every year. Uh, both to Epic Games and to companies in general, uh, whenever it does, companies usually know in their press releases uh, where the money will be spent. We get these press releases. I usually tend to ignore them, though, because they don't really interest us. And I don't think you guys be interested either reading the, you know, the business reports and the financial reports of uh, of different companies. Like We get ones from Embracer. And we get there to sit in on their, their shareholder meetings and stuff, and it's not something I think you guys would be interested in, so we don't really cover it. But in games, it tends to be on new games, uh, new technologies, for bigger companies' acquisitions. Uh, In Epic's case, it's possibly something quite different, uh, which they're calling the Metaverse. This comes from Tim Sweeney, uh, CEO. We're grateful to our new and existing investors who support our vision for Epic and the Multiverse, or the Metaverse. Uh, The investment will help accelerate our work around building social connections and social experiences in Fortnite, Rocket League, and Fall Guys, while empowering game developers and creators With Unreal Engine, Epic Online Services and the Epic Games Store. So Epic Games and more specifically Tim Sweeney has been talking about the metaverse for some time now. I don't know whether you guys remember this. Though not ever quite so explicitly in the form of an announcement they raised a billion dollars for it. But they're not alone either. Uh, The idea of the metaverse has caught on across the tech industry over the last decade. uh, With multiple companies seemingly in a race to make it happen. But what is it? Uh, So... Metaverse stems from a 1992 sci-fi novel uh, called Snow Crash, uh, which is by Neil Stevenson. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, go read it. Uh, it's on Amazon right now, uh, in which people use simulated forms called avatars to interact both with one another as, part, as well as non-human programs in a virtual space. Though that's where the idea stemmed from for the word metaverse, uh, those pioneering the idea in reality haven't yet come to a consensus as to what an actual metaverse might look like as the massive collaboration and industry shifts required to make it happen are still a long way off, and you're you're probably talking 30, 40 years. Um, What people do generally agree on, as laid out by Epilon Industries' managing partner, essayist and analyst Matthew Ball, is that Metaverse is the idea of a persistent, synchronous virtual space where people can interact with one another in real time, and where both planned and spontaneous events occur that bridge the gap between the virtual and real world. Uh, The Metaverse will have its own economy, uh, you know, this is sounding a lot like Oasis. <laughs> Do you remember that movie, Ready Player One? And they had, like, a, a world inside the internet. Sounded a little bit like that. Could be something like Tron. Or, uh, but the metaverse have its own economy uh, to enable content creators of all backgrounds to profit. Where they'll make in the space, and whether it all and within all services, companies, individuals, and platforms be interconnected. In theory, it's a successor to the internet, so it's internet 2.0 they're trying to build, which is interesting. Let's uh, put it another way: Sweeney has frequently described the jump from the internet as it is now into the metaverse by comparing it in how email evolved to interconnect individuals at different institutions. Um, but Sweeney's point is whether the metaverse becomes. We eventually break down barriers between closed systems. So you could see things like Facebook and Twitter, Google, um, Instagram, YouTube all being interconnected at one. And everything will be in connected, including all bank accounts, which is quite a scary thought. Uh, but also means all games will also be in connected. So Fallout, Call of Duty, you know, all games. Uh, so you've read even a single article by the Epic V, Apple also, which is still ongoing. Uh, you could like to see one of the directions is... Eventually, going more on that in a little later on. So we'll get into that. And Epic Games' plan uh, is them talking about breaking down barriers. Uh, it should be pretty clear that Sweeney and Epic Games' current fight with Apple and payment systems within Fortnite for mobile is more about than just V Bucks. Uh, Sweeney is trying to get all the major tech companies on board with his version of con- interconnectivity. Um, I personally think that's bullshit. I think he wants to create his own payment system. He wants to have his own system like Apple and Google. Where he'll be his own store. Uh, unfortunately, he's he's right in the fact that Apple kind of have a monopoly, uh, and that's his issue also with also Google is the fact that I think personally he wants to have his own service in that God I think that's what the lawsuit's about, and that's why he's taking them to court. But he's saying here that it's about getting all all companies on board with his vi- with his vision. <laughs> It sounds like he's trying to force them to. Uh, By being among the first truly cross-platform games, prior to the lawsuit, players could play Fortnite on any multi-platform. The purchases from one platform would carry over to another, and they could play simultaneously with their friends across platforms. The real sticking points were the payment systems and the revenue share issues, uh, which is what Sweeney's currently trying to take them to court over. If he wins, this will be a wall knocked down and a true step towards what he's calling interconnectivity. If he can't get consumer tech companies on board willingly, as he did with the console giants, then he sounds like he's trying to make the courts ha- make it happen. It's critically like none of these could ever happen had Fortnite not taken off the way it did. So if it wasn't for Fortnite, I don't think Epic Games would be in the position they are now. Fortnite simply a mediocre battle royale with little following. Any of the console giants could have easily halted his cross-platform ambitions. But even in that too, but even in that too, is thanks to Fortnite in a way. The Fortnite Save the World Incarnation was nearly cancelled. And the explosion of its Battle Royal uh, came as a complete surprise to the company. Uh, resulting in months of intense crunch. So you may be wondering when we are possibly getting Mike Metaverse. Though Epic is now pursuing the game idea openly. Putting the maximum effort into this. There's still a long way off. Uh, even though Fortnite has broken down many barriers for Epic Games. Sweeney has made it clear that he seems gaming as critical to unifying a point for the Metaverse to converge around. Uh, more than just the gaming industry has to be on board. If the Epic vs Apple lawsuit doesn't go the way that Epic Games sort of when he wants, that could mean critical setbacks for a metaverse even happening. Uh, and I don't think it will. I don't think Epic Games are going to win this. Because it seems he's trying to force other companies to, to adopt Epic Games' vision of where they want to go to set the benchmark for the rest of the industry. I don't think that's going to happen. But jumping back into PS5, uh, PS5 has broken another huge sale record, which is massive considering, you know, the pandemic. Well, a lot of people are at work, so they don't have the money. Uh, it's become the fastest selling console in the US, both in unit and dollar sales. Revealed by the MPD's groups, Matt Spicala, uh, this news arrived one month after the PS5 became the fastest selling console in US history in dollar sales. Despite the new record, Nintendo Switch is still the number one uh, best-selling hardware platform in both units since March of this year. However, the PS5 did rank first in hardware dollar sales. Nintendo also still number one in terms of games downloaded. If you can go check out the charts from last week, uh, they're still up on ICU Gamer. We'll have another one tomorrow uh, if you wanted to go check that out as well. Uh, So you'll be able to see. Nintendo are still number one in a lot of markets. But PS5 is doing very well, and it's probably, I think, Also, the reason could be uh, scalpers buying up, you know, 20, 30, 40 consoles at a time to try and sell them. And they haven't sold all of them, which is good news. Scalpers have not sold all the consoles they've bought, but they are still trying to buy more. And they are still putting them up on eBay. Uh, So, March video game hardware dollars at total were higher 47% than they were in March 2020 and set a March record of 680 million. Uh, Year to date hardware spending has totaled 1.4 billion, which is also an increase of 81% year over year. As for games, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War returned to the top spot in March last year, also scoring the best selling title of both first quarter and 12 12 month period ending March 2021. Uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive. Monster Hunter Rise claimed this is number two spot and has become the second best-selling Monster Hunter game in terms of dollar sales, only trailing Monster Hunter World. Uh, Outriders rounded out number three, and Mario Kart Eight at number six. You know this. I think this game's more for murder physical. But congratulations to uh, to PlayStation for becoming the fastest-selling console. It's huge news. And last bit of big news is Square Enix. Uh, So there was a report that came out a couple of days ago uh, that some circling around Square Enix to buy them. Square Enix has now responded, and they said they are not for sale, despite acquisition rumours. This official report said we do not consider selling off off the company or any part of its businesses, nor do we have received any offer. Uh, Square Enix has said that it will not consider selling the company. And CTFN reported that two bankers indicating that several potential buyers were interested. This came originally from Bloomberg Japan, which led Square Enix to respond. Uh, Bloomberg has reported today there is an interest from several buyers. Uh, However, the report is not based on any announcement by Square Enix. It did not come from Square Enix. It came from Bloomberg. It's possible the story could be true. And they're not looking to make any announcement until they have something confirmed. Because you know that could throw their entire business into disarray if they suddenly this big news that somebody's trying to buy Square Enix. Uh, But that said, analyst David Gibson uh, pointed to the idea that it could be bankers that are trying to drum up business to increase the sale price or the share price of Square Enix. Uh, To back up Gibson's idea, Bloomberg subsequently reported the shares in Square Enix had rose by twelve percent. So there you go. I'm not saying it is, but. Could it be a possibility that Square Enix is trying to increase its sale price by getting some random bankers to state that there are potential buyers for Square Enix to try and drum up some more money? Uh, video game acquis- acquisitions have been big recently, obviously, with Microsoft buying ZeniMax for $7.5 billion, and Epic Games buying Fall Guys, EA buying Codemasters, Take-Two also showed an interest in Codemasters as well, and... Possibly of Microsoft also looked to buy Discord. Uh, Japan has been seen as a natural second step uh, for some major gaming companies. With Phil Spencer recently shooting down an idea that Microsoft in contact with developers in Japan about potential acquisitions. On the other hand, Sony has had to counter the idea that the company is sidelined in Japan. But we've seen the company story Japanese studio reorganised uh, Lean to a mass exodus. There's a number of developers that left. And we're going to be taking a short break. We'll be back in just a sec. Uh, with the last part of the Gamer podcast thank you very much for joining us you're listening to the icu gamer official podcast on icugamer.com uh welcome back ubisoft e3 uh so ubisoft are going to e3 2021 which is going to be happening from june 12th uh their showcase is going to be at 12 p.m on june 12th and ubisoft announced plans to hold a digital showcase event uh the assassin's creed maker Uh, has stated it will be kicking off at 8pm UK if you're in the UK, uh, Eastern Time 3pm and Pacific Standard Time at 12pm. Last week, the Entertainment Software Association confirmed new details on the list of potential partners. Uh, So we already read this out last week, give you a brief overview. Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Take-Two, Warner Brothers and Kosh will all be there, which will run obviously from 12th to the 15th of June. So... ESA's intention for the twenty one shows to hold multiple keynote sessions, and Ubisoft Forward, which is going to be the name of Ubisoft, uh, show on the twelfth of June, uh, has generated historic viewership, according to the company's chief financial officer, Frederick Duguet. So Ubisoft Forward is a major response, a major milestone, and a response for fans was very promising. But it'd be interesting to see what they uh, what they announce for that E three show. Speaking of companies, that was the. <laughs> segue. Uh, EA has reportedly more than doubled the price of F1 2021 in half of regional stores on Steam. I am not surprised whatsoever. Uh, the launch price increased in every region except the US. Uh, F1 was reportedly cost more at launch on Steam than last last year's game did, and in nearly every other country, in many cases the price will double or even triple. Uh, so Twitter user Last Man posted a chart showing the launch price of F1 2021 in 41 different countries. Uh, the price is higher than the launch price of F1 2020 in every region except for the US where the game remains $60. Uh, in 20 of the cases, the price has at least doubled. British pounds, uh, the game has now increased by 3.38%. mean that if you're on Steam. The British price to buy F1 2021 is now £62.2p euro. It's gone up by nearly 10%. 65.85 Uh, Hong Kong dollar, 60, it's gone up by 63% uh, It's now 37p more Australian dollar, ooh, it's gone up by oh, nearly 17% Uh, 69.70 Uh, this, this is a huge increase I think that uh, later episode we do where we go through all the stuff that EA's done in the past All the scummy, scummy, backhanded stuff they've done in the past I think that's called for uh, The biggest price is Argentina uh, and one of the last bits of news this week. Switch Classic Games uh, will help you load your console with over 900 retro titles. Uh, so this is a definitive game uh, from Video Games Chronicle. Definitive guide to Switch Classic Games content. Uh, which is constant debate in certain gaming circles. So you'll be able to load, today. currently, 78 NES Famicom games. Uh, which was launched in September 2018. Uh, with 20 games available on day one. Naturally, all first-party classics are all there. Um, there are also some impressive third-party titles like Double Dragon 1, Blade of Master, Ninja Gaiden. Uh, a lot of games from the NES have aged drastically, uh, but there's still some really good games on there. Uh, so, other games on there, 47 SNES games. Um, to date, that is. Uh, September, launched in September 2019, uh, which has also started with 20, is now up to 50. Uh, so we're going through all the games here. Arcade Archives. There's 144 arcade games now on the uh, Switch. Uh, this came from Hamster Corporation, which is Arc- Arcade archive series on the PS4 in 2014. And has since also bought it to Switch. The Super Punch-Out's on there. Mario Brothers. The original Donkey Kong 1, 2... Uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong 3, which is a great game. Uh, arcade Neo Geo, 104 games on now. So, Switch has 900, 900 games. Uh, last bit of news, the Xbox controller drift lawsuit so was taken out of the courtroom, uh, but law from CSK&D remains hopeful it could recover damages, uh, had confirmed that it get going into arbitration. Uh, the lawsuit, which was filed on April 20th, uh, 2020, alleges that drifting issues which see controller movements incorrectly registered due to wear. So, amongst of official statements in February, calling for the case to be taken out of the courtroom by compelling arbitration, in the hope of having an impartial adjudicator, Benjamin Johns, a partner at CSKD&D, told The Loadout, which was the original reporter on this, that the move to arbitration likely means the end of the road because the case is now never expected to enter a public court. Uh, Despite the setback, I've said it's it's pressing ahead in its bid to recover damages for clients, having acquired a significant volume of 40 controllers to aid in its case, some of which it paid for. Uh, John's told the loadout that the controllers are sent to an expert to examine and opine on the root of course of the defect. Uh, the firm's expert believes that at least in the case of Xbox One controllers, the stick drift is caused by a flaw in the design of the potentiometer, which translates the physical movement of the thumbstick into movement within the video game, an issue lawsuit claims to have presented uh, has been present since 2014. Uh, in a general sense, the theory of these cases is that the drift defect being disclosed no reasonable consumer would have bought them in the first place, which I certainly wouldn't have. I bought, I buy a lot of second-hand controllers, uh, which is probably more for me, considering how often I go through them, but I'm not paying £60-£70 for a brand-new controller, considering how often they go through I bought probably about two or three for Xbox One, uh, brand-new, and they've gone within seven, eight months, nine months, they started to have drift, or the butt spring would break on one of them. I'm used to... Getting angry with my controllers. I don't throw them against walls, but I know how quickly they can break. Uh, and I'm—it's hu- like this—is like the Nintendo uh, complaint as well. Uh, so the same lawsuit is also behind Nintendo, and the PS Five Dual Sense controller. They're bringing lawsuits against all three, which is very, very brave of them. Uh, but the Microsoft case, the Switch lawsuit, was compelled to arbitration. A situation the firm is hoping to avoid a repeat of with the DualSense lawsuit. In the US, the terms of the PS5 software license agreement, which means users must agree to, in order to pay games on the console, include an arbitration clause, which, if enforced, means consumers may be unable to pursue claims in traditional court or on a case-wide basis. However, PS5 users can opt out of resolving disputes through arbitration. By (laughs) saying a letter to Sony within 30 days of first booting up their console, uh, so to do this, uh, CSK&D has prepared a template letter for Cast Action Members to fill out, which is offering to send Sony on their behalf. All the links to these articles in the description when we post this on Sunday, so you can go read them or listen to the podcast if you wish. Uh, so thank you everyone for joining us, episode 10. Unfortunately, that was a short one. Uh, we are going to be back next week with a full team of me, Callum and Tony, plus the interview with Wreck-It. Uh, but thank you everyone for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ICUGamer. Facebook and Instagram at ICU Gamer Official. Uh, you can also find us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ICU Gamer. Send us an email or drop us a message if you are interested in coming to work for us. Uh, we'll be back next week at the same time, same place. Take care, guys. <laughs>